0: That Eastside Johnny, big redemption, like, don't tap out. Hold up.
1: Hello. Hi, everyone. It has been a long time since I've recorded. I truly apologize for this gap. However, there is no however. <laughs> I'm just really sorry that it's been so long. Um, a lot has been going on in my life and I started a new job, which I love. Um, it's at another medical practice. I'm more hands-on. I'm dealing with, uh, not less doctors, but, um, (laughs) a small practice with a large amount of doctors, but I'm more hands-on with them as well, which I love. Um, and it's great. I'm no longer just in a back office being uh, my talents being wasted pretty much but you know i'm back like in direct patient care which i love and i'm really really happy it's virtually little to no stress day to day even though i'm new you know it's kind of like a different aspect like well you're new you can kind of make mistakes and everything's okay but i've made some pretty <laughs> fucked up mistakes and everyone's like, okay, it's fine. It's fixable. Is that all? And I'm like, well, yeah. like, all right, we'll keep doing a great job. There's been a few people who have come up to me, pulled me inside and said, I'm really happy you're here. I'm really happy I'm working with you. And I'm floored because at my previous job, I don't think that was ever said to me, minus like my girlfriends who have worked there. But coming from management you know that's really just it's a really really good feeling to leave a place um that you did love like I loved working at the facility that I was in um I loved my coworkers. I loved um I almost loved what I did. It was just a transition phase. I learned a lot and then gained a lot of experience. But where I am now is just pretty much ideal. And um, <laughs> a couple fun things I get hit on by eight year old men all the time, which is fun. It makes me feel really good about myself. And that's no sarcasm. I have run into two ex-boyfriends already. One uh, one is really awkward. The other one, I don't think he recognized me. I think I dated him maybe about 10 years ago, and maybe I look different, but I don't think I do. Um, <laughs> I ran into another guy who I actually got – we worked together in a casino roughly around 10 years ago, roughly. I actually got him fired due to his him sexually harassing me. I made a complaint, I filed a complaint. I had a witness with me. Shout out to Kyle. And he was you know ultimately fired because he was just a creep. I remember he would follow me around everywhere. Anywhere I was, no matter where I was, he would be. He would make comments towards me. Um, it was just super uncomfortable. I don't really remember the exact details, but I remember him. And it didn't dawn on me until I was having a conversation with him and I was looking at his name. And he's an, you know, he's an Indian guy. His last name is um, Patel, which is. Like in the American culture is like Smith. So it's very, very common. However, when he was looking at me, I'll never forget that look. It was like the like he stares through your soul. I'll never forget it in my entire life. But um he's now my patient in the facility that I'm working in. So it's really uncomfortable. I'm just hoping that he doesn't recognize me. Um so that's always fun, but it's a it's a it's a good transition. It was it was hard to leave. It was actually really hard to make that decision to leave. But I I had to. I can't be a slave to being comfortable. I can't be a slave to I don't even know. Some things went down at my previous job and they did some shady shit. To me, and I just had to be up out of there. So I left. (laughs) But anyway, um, I'm also looking for a place to live. Um, That is a whole nother story, but it's nothing that's um, an emergency. However, it kind of is. It's for good reasons. Um, Leading up to this is not. However, for me, being there in my new spot, it will be a positive change. It will be just really, really good for me and for my soul, for my well-being. And I'm truly excited. The process is grueling. The process of actually looking at places, trying to get a response from somebody, viewing places, being in contact with a real estate agent is really exhausting and tiring and that's what I've been doing with a lot of my spare time. I found a place which excuse me was uh perfect. It was absolutely perfect for me. But however, the seller was uh really shady. He was really shady and um I will never, ever, ever, ever deal with him ever again. Uh, He didn't answer me for a week. I left a bad Google review on his company. And with the quickness, he answered me and said, I want to talk about your frustration. Please call me. Uh, You're about a week too late. And if it took a bad Google review in order for you to answer me, I would have done that a long time ago. But... I'm glad I stuck with my gut instinct, my gut instinct and, you know, talking to a lot of my guy friends who live on their own and who rent out um, and who recently bought a home. And I think Kyle took his real estate or studied to be a real estate agent. I don't know how far I got, but, um, you know, he gave me a lot of advice and said, do you really want this as your landlord? And my ultimate response was, no, I do not. So I'm glad, you know, I have friends that are that don't feed into my impulse purchases because I would have scooped that up. I actually offered the man the deposit. I said, I will give you the deposit tomorrow. I just love that place. Um, but anyway, I digress. So if you follow me on Instagram, I did post that I was dating somebody in my that I did talk about in my previous episodes. And I was dating the guy who had fuck cops tattooed on his knuckles. (laughs) When I tell you this story, I don't think a lot of you will be very happy because you'll be like, what the fuck? But there are some of my real life friends who are like, wow, that was really sweet (laughs) of me. So I actually tagged a few of my girlfriends um, in a meme that said something along the lines of, uh, you know, dating in your 20s, blah, 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 dating in your 30s. He's not so bad. He only went to jail once and it was just for a misdemeanor, blah, blah, blah. And I started laughing because I'm like, well, that's kind of how I was justifying John, the guy with the neck the knuckle tattoos that said fuck cops because I'm like, well, it wasn't even that bad. It was for drugs and, you know, whatever. Then very, very next day, I swear on Oliver, the very next day, I get a text message around four o'clock. Hey, I'm at your job. I didn't see you. I walked around a little bit, still didn't see you. I hope I'm not bothering you, but I'd really like to talk to you. And it was him, John. I'm like, what the fuck? So like I go outside, I peek around. I don't see anybody. No one called me to say somebody was here for me. And I'm like, he has to be joking. Like he would not come to my job after months of not talking. He would not come to my job. So I eventually had answered him and I was like, what are you doing? What the hell is going on? Why are you at my job? Why are you even coming here? And he said that he wanted to apologize to me. And I was like, well, why don't you just apologize via text? And he said, because you deserve an apology to your face. You deserve to see that I'm sincere and that I'm changed and that I actually want you in my life. And that's when I kind of went soft. And I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes right now, which a lot of my friends did. But I kind of was like... Okay. So at first I thought it was stalking, but now I don't think it's stalking. I think it's kind of, I don't want to call it romantic, but I sort of on the lines of chivalry that you would come and apologize to my face. Call me crazy. Crazy attracts crazy. So we had a really, really good conversation. Um, We agreed to go out the following night. We had dinner, which he paid for everything. We had a really nice conversation. He apologized to my face and he told me that he was just in a really good spot and that at the time when I met him, you know, he wasn't fresh out of jail, but he was recently out of jail trying to figure out his life, trying to get his life back on track. And I enter his life and then it's like, here I am. Let's go on a date. Let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's do that. And he's like, I'm trying to get my life in order not blaming me for wanting to hang out, just he couldn't handle the transition and then handle, you know, going out or whatever. I understood the way he worded it. I understood it and I'm very empathetic and I'm very understanding because I can put myself in people's situations where you were a heroin addict for many years. You were in jail for two, you were clean for two years and you have to come out And learn how to be a productive member of society sober. I get it. I truly, truly get it. I may not understand what it is to be an addict, but I understand that that's a a, a tough transition to deal with, especially like doing it sober. When you're stressed out, you know, you would reach for a needle. You would reach for pills and now you reach for what a glass of water or because he really doesn't even drink that much so I was very empathetic and I was very understanding and I heard him out and things were really really great at that point they were you know we would always joke around a lot you know At this point, we still have not slept together. We still have not. He still has not kissed me at this point. We just talk. We have great conversations. We hang out and it's good company. And it's exactly what I want from a man. I don't want to be over-sexualized. I don't want to be this piece of meat. I don't want to treat a man like a piece of meat. I want to enjoy somebody's company. and I want to get to know them for the good and for the bad and i made it very clear to him that i understand that he was going through a rough patch because at that time he was laid off from his construction job he's in a union however you're in you're in a union you're going to get work again but for him it's very stressful and i and i i completely understand i really do so i let him know that i'm here for the good and the bad that during the bad, I'm here to have your back because I know that you won't have your own back. I'm here. And that seemed to strike you know, strike a chord with him. Cause I don't think he's really had a very good support system, minus his ex wife, who really just is doing him very dirty. And I can understand that he's scared to let another woman in because I'm kind of scared to let another man in. So, um fast forward a little bit, but uh you know, we joke around a lot. Whatever I showed him the place that I wanted to get before I even knew how shady the the realtor was. And he was like, "I, you know, I can't wait for you to live this close to me." Um You know, I can always come over and it wasn't even like in a sexual manner. It was just, I can't wait to come over and just hang out with you and be closer to you and we'll be neighbors and it'll be so much fun, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, he said, in all seriousness, could you see yourself with me? Do you you see yourself being in a relationship with me? He said, you're like a brick wall. I can't read you sometimes, so I don't know what you want out of this. And I thought about that for a minute. Because knowing me, I would have given a sarcastic answer. I would have said, what the fuck do you want me to, what do you, you know, just something like smart, like, what the fuck do you mean? What the fuck are you talking about? Go buy me some fucking tacos. (laughs) You know, something like super smart like that. But I thought, here's my chance to be completely honest with somebody who, for the most part, has been completely honest with me. And, um. I said, yes, I see myself with you. I would really like to have a relationship with you. I said, I'm sorry that I'm such a brick wall and that you can't read me sometimes, but that does not mean that I don't feel anything for you. I've had really bad relationships in the past, and it's how I protect myself. But this is why I do the 10 date rule to see who is serious and who isn't. And he's like, good, because I really could see myself with you. I can see myself being in a relationship with you. And it was like a sigh of relief because it's what I wanted to hear, not just from him, but just from somebody who takes me seriously, who doesn't, overly sexualize me, see my pictures on Instagram or Snapchat and see me as a piece of meat or see me as something that I'm not. He gets to see me for who I am. And I started to let my guard down. I started to let him in a little bit and told him about my struggles, told him about things that I'm going through currently. And I think he saw a different side of me that really floored him. Well, then I knew it was too good to be true because his inconsistency started to creep up again. And, you know, I kind of was like, what's going on? You know, he wasn't responding to my text messages for like days. And he said, well, I'm laid off again. I don't know when I'm going to get a job again. And when I have a job, I'm really good. When I don't have a job, I'm really bad. You know, meaning, you know, attitude-wise or, you know, overall well-being. And I said, well, I'm not dating you for your money. I'm not dating you for what you can give to me. I'm dating you because I like you and I feel like we would be really good together. I guess it wasn't good enough. Like, my word was not good enough. What I'm telling him it wasn't good enough because he stopped texting me for about a week. And I've had it. I was at a bar, I went to a bar alone to watch the highlights of the World Cup. And Somebody was hitting on me, offered me to buy or offered to buy me a drink. And I said, no, I have a boyfriend. I'm sorry. And it wasn't, I wasn't in a relationship. I just didn't want to be bothered with anybody. And he was like, well, where's your boyfriend? You know, he's not here. So that's some boyfriend. And I text, you know, John and I said, let me get you the exact wording of what I said before. And then I will read you his response. Okay. I said, the only thing I'm going to say is that you cannot be in my life when it's convenient for you. Excuse me. I had a brick wall because I really can't stand inconsistency. consistency. So either be in my life or out. And if you choose out, that was it. You do not get any more chances. That is just how I roll. He did not respond until the following day. This was at 7.08 p.m. on a Thursday. He responded at uh, 7.15 p.m. on Friday and said, Are you still bitching? I was sleeping. I woke up to crazy texts." And I'm still kind of left speechless over that because I'm a person. I have feelings. And if you want to be in my life, you're going to have to deal with the emotional ups and downs as well as how I'm dealing with you and your ups and downs. It's a give and take. I gave you a week with no response to any text messages of mine. And then after a while, I get to think maybe he died. Maybe he's back in jail. Maybe he met some other woman. Maybe he doesn't like me. So when I say something like that, like I be in my life or out and you call that bitching. I have a problem with that. It's a conversation that you can say, I was having a bad week. I did not want to take it on you. I'm truly sorry. Let's get together this week. And I would say, okay. Just man up and own up. That's all I'm asking. In conclusion, I did not answer him and I blocked his number. And he does not know where I currently work because I do not want him to show up. And I don't want him to try to be like, try to apologize again. And then I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine because it's not fine. You can't toy with my emotions like that. You can't just say all the things that you did and I believe you for them to just contradict your actions. I'm not saying that they were false. He could have meant that. I believe he did at that time. I also believe he may not feel like a man when he doesn't have his main source of income. He, he does have like three jobs and the construction is his main source of income. It is very good money. I get that you may feel inadequate as a man where society – Grooms you to be a primary bread maker, a primary source of income. You're supposed to be masculine. You're supposed to be tough. You're not supposed to show your feelings. You're not supposed to be sensitive. I get it. Society puts so much pressure on men to be something that they may not be able to hold up to. And it's wrong. And we as society may need to reevaluate how we define masculinity. And that goes (sighs) to reevaluate masculinity can really alter so many different things. How men treat women, how men treat themselves. You hear a lot about women and self-love and self-empowerment. and What about the men? There's so many men out there who need encouragement for self-love just as much as women. We're human beings at the end of the day. I could be in bed depressed, anxiety the whole nine over feeling fat that I don't fit into jeans, but... It could go the same way for a man, but if he were to tell someone, I'm upset because I don't fit in my jeans, it may seem like he's gay. And being a man, a heterosexual man, being seen as sensitive, overly sensitive, um, or having gay emotions, I don't even know if it's emotions can be considered gay, but to be like, "Yo, man, that's gay." Like, why are you crying about that? No, we need to say, "Hey, it's fine. It's alright." Like go out and buy the bigger size jeans. It's okay. It goes the same exact way. And I think that he underestimates how much I truly understand people's feelings. <sighs> it's weird because sometimes I don't get out of bed. Yesterday, I didn't get out of bed at all. I got out of bed for ice cream. I was having kind of like a self day. I was a little sad and depressed yesterday. I stayed in bed. Um, but I really absorb other people's emotions and other people's feelings because I can really put myself in their situation. And I really feel compassion for them. but not everyone understands that other people are capable of compassion. We live in a world where there's so much hate. Oh my God. There's so much hate. There's so much. Oh my God. I just don't ever remember living in a time period where there was so much hate like this, you know, with, What's going on with the Trump administration, the kids being separated from their families, police brutality, this white supremacist um, violence. I don't really ever remember a time where there was so much hate going on. And because of that, I don't think people are receptive to really comprehend that people like there are people like me who truly can comprehend exactly what you're feeling. We may not be able to understand certain situations like a friend of mine who a very, very good friend of mine who lost her brother-in-law to police brutality last night. I will never understand what that feels like to have a prejudice or hate against you because of the color of your skin. I will never understand that. But that doesn't mean I'm not on your side. I'm a person and I'm a human being just like you, and I feel just like you. I feel her hurt. As she's crying to me about her daughter's crying about their uncle who was shot seven times in a case of mistaken identity. I will never know what that feels like because it is a privilege to be white, as bad as that sounds. It's a privilege. It's a privilege that I hate. I I I don't like it. Why should I be kept more safe than the black woman or man next to me? It shouldn't matter. Now my best friend is hurting, her girls are hurting. One of her daughters got into a car accident on her way to see her uncle before he passed in the hospital from seven gunshot wounds. She understands that I can be compassionate. I can put myself in her shoes and feel what she's feeling. And I may not fully grasp, comprehend, or understand. But I can feel for you. So I don't think I don't think John realizes that there are good people out there. He was a heroin addict. You know, you, you're dealing with people who lie and steal. Then you went to jail, and you're dealing with the same kind of people, and you come out of jail, and then here I am. A ray of fucking sunshine. Like, hey, let's go to an art museum and hold hands. And he's like, what? What? are What? <laughs> but. I don't doubt that there's someone out there for me who will understand that. Will understand that. I am truly an understanding, compassionate person. You just have to talk it out with me. I'm not a mind reader. Just be honest. Just be, just speak your piece. That's all I ask. Anyway, I'm still looking for places to live, and it's such a grueling process. Um, I have have no interest in having a roommate, and I think that's a lot of the holdup. I just can't. I just want my own space. I think it's... I want my own space. I want to start my life over. I want to be able to stand on my own two feet. I want to I want to learn how to cope with my anxiety and depression on my own. Right now in my house, I have accessibility to alcohol. I have accessibility to substances that help me cope. And I want to start my life over. I want to do over. And I think it's well-deserving. I don't hate members of my family. I don't resent them. I need them to understand that I'm a 31-year-old woman who's been babied her whole life. And it's time for me to spread my own wings and be on my own. They say I can't do it and I'm going to show them that I can do it. It just takes a little bit of faith. It takes faith in yourself first and foremost that you can cut the umbilical cord as an adult and really do it. I really truly believe that I will be okay as soon as I move out I think things will have a big turnaround spiritually mentally emotionally physically it'll be great I'm very excited I think that's going to wrap it up for me I just wanted to do a quick segment If I think of anything else, I'll just come back on. But um, that's all for now. As always, thank you so much for listening. I will be in touch with everyone who has emailed me about collaborating. (laughs) I almost couldn't say it. Um, As you can see, there's just a lot going on in my life right now. Things will work out. And I will be in touch. As always, thank you everyone for listening and all your support. If you don't follow me on Instagram, please follow me on Instagram. My crappy dating life. No spaces. All one word. Enjoy my pictures. Like, share, comment, whatever. And if you have any suggestions, please feel free to email me. Please feel free to DM me, comment. All of my information is on my Instagram. I always appreciate feedback. Good, bad, ugly, pretty, whatever, doesn't matter. Love y'all. Have a great rest of your Sunday. want to keep
0: I win, 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 win. on tattoos. That's All of them Don't try, try, try.
1: Oh, and I just want to let you know, hearing this live was amazing. Yeah, bitch, twice. Okay, bye. Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way. Get the funk up on my way. You either with me or kiss me out.
0: Oh, no. You ain't win me off Win, 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 win. Yeah. Fuck everything else Win, 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 win yeah. These niggas ain't shit